0: The following episode contains disturbing and graphic scenes that are not suitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other, didn't make it into the previous show. In the last episode, Tenebrous, one of the darker episodes in recent times, we explored the disturbing story of the 1922 murders on Hinterkaifeck Farm in southern Germany. It is undoubtedly a deeply unsettling mystery, and one that feels oddly timeless too, with its power to shock undiminished in the almost 100 years since it took place. I think what makes it most perplexing for me is the combination of the fact that the murderer or murderers most likely knew the family, yet none of the suspects appeared to have motivation enough to carry out such a devastating attack. Left with no answers, it is almost tempting to believe that this wasn't a human act at all, but the result of some terrible, supernatural judgment that swept through the property, killing Andreas for his crimes and taking the others with him as collateral damage. But despite the story's apparent singularity, It is by no means the only strange and horrific event to have ever occurred in human history. It wasn't even the only one that day. The girls laughed as they made their way back to the farmhouse, pulling their dresses above their ankles as they skipped through the thick tufts of grass. They'd been out feeding the horses before deciding to chase each other back to the house and had just stumbled into the courtyard when one of them realised Pauline was no longer with them. Even at only two and a half years old, it wasn't unusual for Pauline to help her brothers and sisters with the various errands around the farm. Feeding the horses was one of her favourite chores. But now, she was missing. The girls turned and looked back up to the hill shouting for their sister to show herself, but saw only the stillness of the dark green fields and the horses ambling about in the distance. The Picards lived on their farm in the hamlet of Goas au Ledoux, in the area of Saint-Rivoal, a few kilometres east of Brest in the northwest of France, surrounded by rolling hills of thick scrub and woodland. There were 11 of them in total with Pauline being the second youngest of nine children. That night of April 6, 1922, as a wild storm blew in from the Array Mountains, the family were joined by police, search dogs, and close to 150 volunteers as they searched desperately for the little girl, trudging through thick tufts of gorse in the wind and the rain. But no sign of Pauline was found. With the family grief-stricken, attention soon turned to their farmhand, Christoph Keramon, who'd been staying at the farm the night before. Keramon, who was known to be overly tactile with the young girl, had also previously served five years in prison for rape. Having tracked him down three days later, however, working on another farm six kilometres away, the police accepted Keramon's story that he was miles from the scene at the time, and though police continued to make inquiries, with no sign of Pauline in the weeks that followed, any hope of finding her alive soon disappeared. But then, something truly unexpected. It was May 8th when two local police officers arrived at the Picards farm, bearing some unlikely news. A young girl had been picked up, in the northern port town of Cherbourg, 400 kilometres away by road, bearing an uncanny resemblance to their missing daughter. Could this be Pauline? The officers asked as they passed a photograph of the newly found toddler to Pauline's parents. The couple were stunned, clinging to each other as they pored at the picture, daring themselves to believe it was true. The following day, The couple made the agonising trip by train to Cherbourg to visit the girl in person. After arriving at the orphanage where she'd been taken, they gasped as she was brought into the room, their eyes filling with tears at the sight of her. Pauline, they whispered, barely able to speak the name. Is it really you? The child stared back, a little unsure of them at first, then broke into a wide smile. Unable to resist any longer, the father, Francois, moved forward and swept her up into his arms. Look, she has her eyes, he said, holding her up toward his wife, who, unlike her husband, was hesitant at first. But soon, she was holding her too, noting the similarity of the ears. And before long, there was no denying it. Pauline, Had been miraculously returned to them. After spending the next few days in Cherbourg together, though the girl was yet to even speak, the Picards were eventually granted permission to take her home. And so it was on May 11th that Pauline was returned to the farm, and to her grateful siblings, who took it in turns to pass her round, bombarding her with kisses and playfully scolding her not to leave them again many of the family's neighbours came by too to witness the girl's incredible return. All remarked on how extraordinary it was, and that though she seemed to some a little thinner than before, it was only natural considering how long it had been since she disappeared. And by the following day, Pauline was beginning to find her voice again, laughing wildly as she chased the cat in the yard. And though the police were still keen to establish just how the girl had disappeared in the first place, for the family at least, that she was alive and seemingly well was all that mattered. It was a few weeks after her return that neighbour Yves Martin appeared at the farm asking to see Pauline. Thinking little of it, since nearly everyone else had done the same, Pauline's mother kindly showed her daughter off to the man, Then his face went white, his mouth contorting in horrible ways, until finally he blurted it out. God is fair, I am guilty, he cried, then turned and ran from the property. When word reached police of the bizarre episode, they searched for days for the man, only to find when they finally tracked him down that he'd been committed to a psychiatric hospital. Martin was said to have suffered a terrible head trauma, a few days before the outburst, and was by then too incapacitated to be interviewed. Two weeks later, almost a kilometre from the Picard's farm, Monsieur Lemieux, a farmer from Lembrasse, was cycling to collect his cows from a nearby field when he noticed pieces of blood-stained clothing scattered by the edge of the path. Pulling up to take a closer look, He was overcome with the sweet, sickly stench of rotting flesh. It wasn't unusual in those parts to come across the odd putrid carcass slowly rotting in the bushes, but that didn't smell like this. This was different. Following the trail of clothing through the long grass and into a thicket of gorse, he soon found the source of it. It took a moment to understand what he was looking at so strange and alien it seemed, and though countless things were moving and buzzing around it, there was no denying it was the body of a small child, or rather, what was left of it. One of the legs was missing, while the other was inside a muddied woolen stocking. There was a small wooden-soled shoe on the end of it, and one of the arms had been almost completely chewed off, the bones protruding through the tough, dark skin, blackened by decomposition. There was no head on the body either, but a skull just two metres away, completely stripped of flesh. It took three days for police to arrive on the scene, but by then, the whole community had learned of the horrific discovery. Pauline's parents were at home with Pauline when they heard the news, Francois racing into the field, to see it for himself. It went almost unnoticed that among the strewn pieces of clothing some pieces had been placed neatly folded next to the body but Francois saw it saw the familiar checkered dress and the small shoe whose laces he'd once tied himself with his own hands. He saw too those familiar strands of hair that now clung in clumps to the surrounding gorse He looked across to his wife by the path and to the young girl from Cherbourg holding her hand and in that moment he saw what he'd refused to see before that this girl this stranger that love had morphed and distorted into his little girl was a good 10 centimeters shorter than Pauline and her eyes they weren't the eyes of his daughter at all nor her nose that he saw now was softer and smaller than Pauline's. With tears in his eyes, he smiled down at the young girl and took her into his arms, then taking his wife by the hand. Together, they walked slowly back to the house. After the discovery of the body, volunteers from the local area stood watch over it, to protect it from further damage until the police arrived. An autopsy conducted in a nearby barn revealed a large tear in the side of the body and a puncture wound in the groin, likely done by a knife. And though the extremities had undoubtedly been nibbled and gnawed on by wild animals, much of the torso seemed curiously untouched. The skull, perhaps most bizarrely, was found to be that of an unknown man. Despite the autopsy's findings and the fact that 150 people had already thoroughly searched the area where the body later appeared, not to mention the neat pile of clothes left by the corpse, authorities concluded that the child had simply got lost and died from natural causes. On June 13th, police arrived at the farm to take the young girl from Cherbourg, who the Picards had by then named Louise Marcel Pauline back to where she was found. At the door, as they said their goodbyes, Francois held her for just a moment longer before finally handing her over to the officers. While the Picards were left to mourn for a second time, Louise was placed in an orphanage and a few months later began to talk finally. And though she seemed not to know who she was, she asked repeatedly for Alan, Henriette and Anne, siblings of Pauline's. In September, a neighbour of the Picards who visited the orphanage to see Louise for herself left convinced that she was in fact Pauline after all. But by then, the Picards had made their peace, burying the remains of the young girl found by their farm under a stone engraved with their daughter's name. And though many rumours swirled among the local community about just what exactly had taken place most scurrilously in the press ever eager for a salacious angle the case was eventually closed sadly for louise or whoever she was she died only a year later after contracting measles at the orphanage where she was staying If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help supporters, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplainedpod to sign up. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can go to unexplainedpodcast.com forward slash support. All donations, no matter how large or small, are greatly appreciated. Unexplained, the book and audiobook, featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean-Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at UnexplainedPod, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ocean by H10 Hotels. And do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week.